You was not, and this kind of stirs some people up, but I'm sorry, but you was not a child of God when you was born in this world. Amen. Um, so you're not, you're not born one. And then we talked about you're not christened to become one. Uh, there are millions of people in certain religious denominations who attend ch uh, their church service and go through their eulogies and everything and think that they're a Christian, think they're saved, and you ask them, where's the evidence? Well, you know, I mean, you know, um, my parents had me Christ uh, christened uh, by the priest when I was a few days old. I'm sorry, they didn't do anything for you. Amen. Uh, infant baptism does not make you a Christian. Amen. Uh, and we, uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to redo all these things. Uh, I talked about this last week, and, and matter of fact, if you need to uh, uh, go back, you can still uh, find this uh, on the uh, uh, on the internet. I'm not going to go into the scriptures, and then um, uh, thirdly. Uh, you're not a Christian just because you say, well, I believe in Jesus and I believe in the Bible. I believe in a God. I believe in one God. Well, the Bible says that the devils believe there's one God and they tremble. But the devil's not saved. <laughs> He's not a Christian. So this just thinking you're a Christian because you believe in the Bible or believe in Jesus you better start reevaluating yourself because this life is short and eternity is long, too long for you to go to the wrong place. Amen? Hallelujah. Too, too long. Eternity is going to be too long for you to wind up in the wrong place. Um, so, we. Um, that was the major things we talked about last week. Uh, and then we found out that Christians were first called disciples. And it was disciples who was given the name Christian. And we, we ended last week by talking about uh, what the meaning of a disciple is. Uh, and it's, it's more than just a follower. If you think a disciple is just somebody who follows the Lord, but um, it goes a little deeper than that. Um, it, it means to learn from and practice the teaching of someone, and it also is linked to the word discipline. And that's where we ended up. Uh, last week. So we have talked about things that Christians are not, and we're going to end up our lesson tonight by explaining what a Christian really is. And 
this is what we're going to be talking about this evening. Being a Christian means emulating Christ. Being a Christian means emulating Christ. Now, uh, a synonym of that word means to imitate. Means to Im imitate. To be a Christian is the sim in simplest terms means to be Christ-like. That's the simplest terms I can give you. Christian, Christ-like. That's the simplest terms that we can talk about. <coughs> but it don't stop there. Can somebody say amen? That alone doesn't portray what the Scriptures teach concerning our daily walk as a Christian. To be a Christian, you must strive to emulate Christ in every aspect of your life. Every aspect. Now, uh, I checked I check the, the dictionary, and to emulate someone means, as I already said, to imitate, match, or measure up to. Wow. When you get up in the morning and look in the mirror, you ladies either to fix your hair or you men to shave, <coughs> look in the mirror and ask yourself this question. Am I matching up to Jesus Christ? Mm. Wow. That's a sobering thought, ain't it? That is a sobering thought. To emulate someone means to imitate, to match, or measure up to, to strive to achieve equality to. My Lord. Mm. It's getting tight, ain't it? So we can see that in many areas, and I and I, I won't let me be the first. In many areas, I failed there. In many areas, I failed there because there are some times. Now everybody's got their own issues, and I like uh, I like to blame mine on the uh, my. Uh, a parent side in the areas of uh, of anger, uh, because that's one thing I always had a problem with. Uh, the old folks used to say flying off the handle. And when I think about me imitating Christ, coming up to Him, uh, measuring up to Him. I think about all those people down through my life that I felt like punching them in the nose. <laughs> I say, well, you know, I got some growing to do. <laughs> I got some growing to do. But let's just, now, 
before you cut this off and say this is impossibility, what I want to do is tell you what the Word says about this to let you know that I'm not just taking you out on the deep end here somewhere. And I'm going to, we're going to begin in Philippians, the second chapter. Now remember, we are striving to emulate Christ, to imitate Him, to match up to Him. Paul told the Philippians, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death even the death of the cross let's go back to that first part of that let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus now let me paraphrase that for you. Let this attitude be in you that was in the Lord. Uh, you need what he's saying here, you need to think like he thought. And this whole context here has has to do with humility, talking about how Jesus, being equal with God, yet didn't try to build himself a reputation. He humbled himself. Folks, we have got to walk in humility. There's another scripture comes to my mind that says it. No man should think more highly of himself than he ought to. Uh, let this mind, let this attitude, this way of thinking be in you that was in Jesus. That's one way that we imitate the Lord is we think the way he thought when he looked at people running around back in his day doing things they shouldn't do. He had compassion on them. I remember one time they went somewhere and the city wasn't receiving the Lord. And here come the sons of thunder. Anybody know who they were? Jesus nicknamed them that. Two brothers. 
old James and John. They came up to the Lord. Shall we pray for fire to come down from heaven to consume them? <laughs> that's, why, that's one reason why Jesus nicknamed them the sons of thunder. But Jesus, he had compassion on the people. He had long-suffering. You know, it, am it amazes me sometimes. We won't, we won't give other people the same thing God has given us. The word, a simple word uh, definition for the word long-suffering means that he puts up with you. My, when I think about how much Christ has put up with me, and I'm not willing to, to be long-suffering with a brother or sister. Amen. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. This is what we are uh, talking about. And so it's not an impossibility to imitate Christ. In fact, the scriptures show us that we're expected to grow to maturity to reach that point. Uh, Galatians, uh, in the uh, fourth chapter, Apostle Paul writing, to the church there, he said, My little children, whom I travail in birth again. Now that word travail in birth, you, you link that with a woman having labor pains who's in labor with, with the birth of a child. <coughs> they, with the drugs and, and the techniques and everything they got going today, uh, might not uh, uh, be as hard as what it used to be, but it's still rough. Amen. And Paul said, My little children whom I travail in birth again until, everybody say until, Christ be formed in you. That lets us, or lets you know right there that it's expected that we let Jesus be formed inside of us. Amen. And Paul said, I'm, I'm travailing in birth with you until this happens. So, don't cop out and say it's impossible to emulate Christ. You've been saved by the power of the blood of the Lamb. The Spirit of God dwells in you. It is possible if you are willing to yield to that same Holy Ghost power and let that Holy Ghost reign in your life. Sometimes it does us good 
the Holy Ghost is, is, a, is a gentleman. He's not going to force himself on nobody. And sometimes, you know, I, of course, I get up early and I pray in the early morning hour. And sometimes I feel the need and I do this. I say, Holy Ghost, Lord, I submit myself totally to you this day. I renounce all my will. I renounce everything and my desire. God, I want to walk perfectly in your perfect will today. I give you permission to sit at the controls. Uh, but you know what the problem is? Now, I don't know. Now, uh, Brother Kyle, there, he's, a, he's a professional driver. And... Um, I don't know. I don't know if he feels about it like I do. And uh, but if I'm driving, if I'm special out on the road, I don't need no backseat help. That, that's one of them things that if you carry it too far, it might get me wanting to feel like I want to punch you in the nose. I'm at the wheel. Let me drive. Well, sometimes. We turn into backseat drivers when the Holy Ghost is supposed to be at the wheel. Come on, somebody. <coughs> How many times do you say, Lord, Jesus, take the wheel? There, there's a song. There you go. There you go. Jesus, take the wheel. As long as you let me ride in the backseat and tell you what to do. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> Be careful, brother. We're going on the internet here. That could get back to somebody. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, Paul says, My little children, whom I travail in birth again under Christ, be formed in you. See, what we're talking about is what it means to be a Christian. And we're saying to be a Christian means to be Christ-like and to let him have full control of your life. There's one other set of scriptures that I'm going to finish out with tonight that will finish out our lesson. And we're going to Ephesians, the fourth chapter, beginning at verse 11. <coughs> and he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers. Now, we know that as the fivefold ministry. That is the ministry that Christ put in the church to lead the church. He called some people to be apostles. He called some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors, and some teachers. The fivefold ministry. Now, why did he call them? What, what, for what purpose? Here you go. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Now, we're talking about, remember, 
emulating Christ till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man unto the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. Remember the other scripture we talked about? Paul said, to Christ be born in you, formed in you. Now he talks about the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. Um, there is a problem in your walk with God, and I don't mean this harshly or cruelly, but there is an issue and a problem with your walk in God if you're still on the same spiritual level as you was 20 years ago. 20. Can I tell you God expects growth? He expects growth. <laughs> I don't believe there's a person in this building tonight I don't believe there's a person watching wherever you're watching by way of internet. If you are a parent and you give birth to a child, you go there to the maternity ward and you see that little baby there in that bassinet and you stand there on the other side of the glass making all them goofy faces And think about how precious and how cute and and all all that child is. But let's say a month, two months, three months, four months, a year. You're not going to let that much go by with that child if that child if, if you're not witnessing that child growing. You're going to take them to a doctor to find out what's wrong. If that child is not laughing and talking and doing different things by a certain age, you're going to find out what's wrong. Do you think the Lord's any, any different with us spiritually? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, the problem is, goes back to the birth. A lot of people think they got saved, but they didn't get saved. It takes doing more than shaking a preacher's hand. It takes more than signing a roll book on a church, becoming a church member. That alone is not going to save you. You have got to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. What I'm saying is, in conclusion, you must, just like Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. If you believe that, give Jesus a hand clap here tonight. Hallelujah. Amen.
Well, that brings us to the conclusion of our lesson for tonight of what what it means to be a Christian. And uh, I hope that we have provoked some kind of thought somewhere along the way uh, to uh, cause you to put some uh, thought into it and, and how important it is uh, that we are true children of the Lord. Let's everybody here stand tonight. I appreciate you being here and giving your undevoted attention this evening. I hope and pray that everybody has a great rest of the week. I'm going to pray the Spirit will 